0: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim State in the Obvious for an Obvious Minute. And in this episode, we're going to try something a little bit different. Have you ever thought about uh, how to start a career? Have you ever thought about that you want to change or transition your careers? Or are you already in a career and you're worried and you're concerned about how are you going to advance your career and move up and uh, better yourself? And so you can better your organization. So in this episode, we're going to talk about career planning and we're going to talk about a way to go about doing it. This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great. All right. So jumping right into this episode, what we're going to talk about is the infographic that we, that I developed that is on our right-hand side of the screen. So the first thing we're going to take a look at is this is a strategy. This is a strategy on how you can understand uh, your career timeline better in your career path a little bit more efficiently. You're not just spitballing it and kind of hoping that, you know, things are going to fall into place for you. So this is the model that I came up with. So you have to understand yourself. Then you have to do some research and know what you're going to get into. Then you have to make decisions based on data driven uh, information so you can make the best decision possible. And then you have to act on all that information. So going back to understanding yourself. So if you've listened to some of the longer podcasts that you've had, uh, I've talked about the Berkman Report a lot. I'm a big fan of it because what it does is it talks about uh, who you are as a person, the type of environments that you like to work in, the type of jobs that you would be best suited for, and the when you don't do so well, And the environments that you'll be in that you probably won't succeed because it goes against of who you kind of are as a person. Now, I will tell you up front, it is a test to take, but I think if you can afford to do it, go ahead and do it. If your organization will pay for you to do it so that way they can better understand how you fit into the organization, I would ask your HR uh, folks to see if they can pay for it as well. Uh, And just to show you a brief snapshot on how this actually works is uh, right here. So what you're seeing on your screen right now is a a part of of my results, right? So it goes into whether you like to be directly involved or indirectly involved in the things. Are you task oriented or are you people oriented, right? So in your upper left hand quadrant, you have your implementing uh, styles and those activities typically Uh, you know, or taking action, seeing and finishing uh, a product, you know, from cradle to grave. Uh, You like to solve problems and you'd like to be practical about how you do it. And you like to work through people, but you also like to direct, right? So it's direct involvement, but more task oriented. Then your lower quadrant, you have your organizing, right? So you like to schedule, you like to do the detailed work, keep close contact with people, I like to work with numbers and systems. And then in your your blue quadrant right over there, that's your creative types, right? So those people like to do a strategic planning and deal in the abstract realm, uh, thinking of new approaches to things. They like to be innovated, innovative, uh, and they like to work with ideas. And then you have the enterprising realm, right? And those are direct involvement with direct people, and those are the coaching, mentoring types. Those are the uh, leadership uh, type of activities, uh, that you typically, fa- that you would typically have people fall into. And of course I have an asterisk on this one. So that means that I am highly, uh, into the direct involvement and direct involvement and I'm people oriented as well. So the Berkman report can really t- teach you a lot about yourself and it can teach you a lot about, uh, you know, what you would like to do and go into, and we'll go into some of the jobs here in a second. The next thing that I would like to bring up is your Myers-Briggs type indicator. So if you could take this test, it's not the best test to take if you want to know, you know, to the T of who you are as a person. That's kind of like the Berkman report. The Myers-Briggs type indicator, that's just a generalization of who you kind of are as a person and what things you like to do, how you are um, as an introvert or an extrovert. Not necessarily if you like to be around people, uh, but how you charge and you get energy and how you give off energy, right? So that's a good that's a good test to take, and you can find a whole bunch of them free online, uh, and they're they're pretty accurate. Uh, you just have to use your gut instinct when you take them. The other one that I'd like to point out is a free uh, version, and that's called ONET Interest Profiler, and that, you can find that on the Department of Labor website. And the interesting part about this one is this one's kind of like the Berkman Report, except for it will tell you what jobs and career fields that you would best be fitted for uh, based on your personality and the things that you like to do. And that's completely free. You can go on there. You can Google ONET interest profile and it'll pop up on the Google search. You click on it and you can take the test. You don't have to provide the personal information other than answering the questions, and then it will pop up at the end screen, and it will tell you exactly what you know types of jobs that are out there for you, uh, and it even gives you some Indeed lists, some LinkedIn lists, and people actually looking for those types of jobs as well. So it's a good place to start to understand who you are as a person and how you kind of fit in uh, into the professional world, no matter what job it is. All right. So I will preface this by saying every job is important. Right. So whether, you know, you are in the food industry versus a doctor or a lawyer, every single job is important and everybody has things that they have to do. And you can make a lot of money doing a lot of uh, what we call blue collar jobs. And I highly encourage people to get into skilled trades because that's what I think our society is lacking. Now, going into your research part. I would recommend you look at the Department of Labor uh, website because on there you could type in different jobs. They'll tell you state by state nationally where the jobs are going. If it is a dead market, right? So let's say you want to get into, uh, I don't know, you want to be a quilt maker, right? So you want to make quilts and you want to sell quilts and quilt parts. And I just thought of that because right down the road, there's actually a quilting shop um, and it's busy during the day. But you can take a look at it and the Department of Labor will actually tell you if it is a growing field or not a growing field. So when you get to understand yourself, you don't want to plan a career that is dying off because you might get in 10, 15 years and you'll find it hard to find a job or even maintain one just because the market isn't there. The other piece I would take a look at is salary.com. Now, I'm not endorsed by any of these people. They're just tools that I like. Uh, to take a look at so i'm going to show you real quick on the salary.com page now this is a pretty cool website because what it allows you to do is you can type in a job that you're interested in doing and on there it'll tell you the national average so you can see what the you know the bottom 10 percent of folks make and you can see what the nine top 90 percent in your career field would make and then about what the average uh person makes now The cool thing about this is if you go over here in the location side you can actually type in your location so you can you can pick a location so i'm just going to pick one at the top uh florence alabama right so when it pulls up florence alabama it's going to tell you uh annually the average salary right now don't confuse how much you make versus cost of living in the area that you live so you could be making a lot of money in an area that has a lower cost of living. So if I was to pull up like a New York city job, it would be paid a lot more, but your cost of living is also a lot more. So it kind of equals out. So just take a look at that. The other thing you can do is you can type in your education. Say you have a high school diploma or technical certificate, and that will also tell you how much more your salary should be. And then, you know, if you have people that will work for you or who you report to and then your 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 overall performance rate, it kind of calculates what somebody the average person who has those same qualifications that you do would make. Okay, so that's pretty cool for salary. So if you're trying to understand, okay, I want to get into this field for this one, I pulled up ambulance paramedic in Florence, Alabama. So on it yearly average they make about forty thousand dollars a year another cool thing on this on this website is is if we take a look and we go down on this it will tell you job postings so you can use the job postings and the duty descriptions uh, on these here to kind of understand uh, let me fix this for you. You can use this here to understand what skills they're looking for. What is your average day going to look like? What is it that they're going to ask you to do um, in that type of career field? And you can look at that when we get into our actual timeline and career planning phase. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, But this is just for general research purposes. The other thing I like about this website is that you can also take a look at your benefits. Page here. So when you pull up your benefits page, it will uh, break down your pay into how much you're going to make on your base salary. Okay. And then you know what a typical bonus would look like. And then it goes into how much you would pay into Social Security, your 401, any disability, any health care, pension plans, time off, and everything else. And it gives you a total compensation value. So a lot of people made may think, well, I'm only going to make 39, but in reality, with all your benefits and your bonuses, you're probably going to come out making $60,000 a year. And if you're getting paid salary by the hour, you work overtime and you can make a lot more. So that just kind of gives you a rough idea of what you would be making in that career field. And you can type in any type of career field in here. It'll pull it up and you can take a look at it uh, for that. The other thing that I would uh, highly encourage for people to take a look at is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So in there, it'll tell you which states are hiring for the career field you're looking at, what the unemployment rates look like for that area, uh, how many businesses are actually looking for people. And it gives you a lot of data that you can sift through in that career field and go, okay, well, maybe I live in Georgia. And there's really not that much of a career field. But Montana really needs ambulance drivers. So I could probably move to Montana, get a good paying job, move out there and start my career. And at least from there, you get your foot in the door and you can move over to a different state if you want to and settle down to an area that you really, really want to get to. But if you're looking at getting into a career, you got to understand the data behind it. And understand where the market is going and look at the trends. Don't just look at the last year or the last two years. Look at the last five and ten years and see where it's going. See the growth and see where the deficits are and see where the need is. Uh, I would always recommend for people to go to where the need is because that's where, you're one, you're going to be gainfully employed. And you're going to get a lot of job fulfillment out of it. And two, you're probably going to do better because you want to be there. right? So that goes down into the decide factor. So after you understand who you are as a person, you get to know your uh, the market and you've done your research that you're going into, now you need to make a decision. Is this what I want to do? Yes or no. And then based off of that, you just need to act. But before you act, you need to make sure that all your decisions are based off of solid data. Because solid data will, one, give you peace of mind if you're on the fence of, well, maybe i should change my career field you know i'm i'm late in the game maybe you know other people are going to be better at it than i am they have a lot more experience but the data will tell you maybe that doesn't matter maybe there's just a need in that market and you need to go work there or maybe it'll tell you "Eh, maybe i need to choose a different market maybe i need to choose a different career because it's going to die in the next couple of years and finding a job is going to be hard so Whatever decision you make needs to be based off of data and not off of emotion, even though it's hard, because I know if you have a family, you're going to be thinking, am I going to be able to make enough money to provide? Am I going to have uh, enough health care to take care of myself and my family and all the things that go into choosing a new career? Uh, But if you're just starting out and you have no idea and you have no other responsibilities, you just got to make a decision. Is this what I want to do? Yes or no. And that goes into the act stage and you need to have a timely strategy. And what I mean by that is you need to have a career roadmap and what a career roadmap is, is this thing right here. So this is an example that I, uh, drafted up today. Um, and this is just a generic blanket roadmap. So on the left-hand side, you have your current status, right? So, in your current status, you're either in a job that doesn't fit your personality or your skills, and you're lacking job satisfaction. Job satisfaction. The end state is, I want to get to a career that is fulfilling for me personally and professionally, that has the potential to meet my financial long-term goals. Okay. So, if that is your end state, then I would recommend that you either have a you know a roadmap laid out. That either goes from one to 10 years or one to six years. Five years is good. And I'll get into why I say six years um, more importantly here in a minute. But over on the left-hand side, uh, you, you you see that we have the three categories, right? So you have your skills category. Then you have your education category. Then you have your opportunities category. And your timeline goes across, right? So you start out in the red with year one and you end up in the green on year five, right? So red, meaning you're just starting out, you're getting better in the yellow and the green is where you're really finding your foothold at the five year mark. And then from there you can at the six year mark, the reason why it's purple is because you need to reassess. You need to reassess. What do you want to do for the next five years? What do you want to do for the next 10 years? Depending on whatever your timeline is, that's what you need to reassess. So looking at, um, you know, let's take us, we'll start with the education, right? So every job has prerequisites. Every job has initial requirements that require you to have some type of skill or level of education to obtain that job. And through your research, you need to find out what that is. So that way you can effectively meet that. And the reason why it has a red uh, money mark is because it's going to cost you some money. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because you got to spend money on yourself and invest in yourself so you can get rewarded in the future for it. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I've heard, well, you know, I can't afford to go back to college because it costs too much. I can't afford to go take this course because it costs too much. I would say, call your local community college. They, I'm pretty sure that they would offer scholarships at some point, depending on your financial status. Uh, and a lot of the classes that I've seen really at your local community college if you're going uh, for a technical skill and a trade skill are between 200 and 800 dollars and that's for the entire course and that's either for a year or two years so that's the reason why we have uh, either technical school or college here in the first year when you decide the way you're going to go right so if you're getting out of high school And you're going into college you're obviously way back here on the left hand side not even on this yet Uh, but as you become a senior going into your last year of college you're going to get into that one year mark of okay i've made a decision i've committed now i'm going after this career or, or this career field so you know that could take you know four years it could take eight years. It could take six months. It could take nine months. It depends on the career field. and depends on what they require, right? So up here on the, um, on the skills portion, we have professional certifications. Now, I have two $2 sign marks on that. One is green. One is red, right? Because certif- professional certifications cost money. Some of them are expensive. Some of them are not. But they're always reoccurring. Uh, there's very few professional certifications out there. Now that lasts a lifetime. Every three years, you got to get recertified to stay current in the industry. So it's going to cost you money up front. But in the back end, when you apply for jobs, if they're looking for those specific skills and those professional certifications, you're going to get extra money because you have what they're looking for. Right. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The other thing here I have down here is apprentice hours. Right. So on apprentice hours, uh, if you're going into a um like a, like a trade, sometimes you're going to need to have to put in the hours like clinicals. Those are apprentice hours. Uh, if you're going to be a barber, you're going to have to, you know, cut hair on some people and get in the hours and, and learn the craft and the trade and be supervised by somebody else. Who's a professional, who's a certified, excuse me, who's a certified barber. And that way they can say, yes, you know how to cut hair before you can get certified. So those are uh, some things that you look into year one of making that commitment. The other thing down here um, I like to point out is your resume refinement Uh, in your resume refinement uh, with that. What that is, is you're going to update your resume based on the education you're getting based on the skills that you're refining and you're you're making sure that you're marketable. And I would even you know, recommend that you outsource that resume to a couple of professional agencies and say, hey, does this meet the test or find somebody who's in the career field now and ask them, does this meet the requirements or what do I need to do to change it? So you want to refine your resume and then you want to do professional networking. You want to find people in the career field. You want to reach out to them and you want to talk to them, uh, get to them on a personal level. And then develop that bond because a lot of jobs now they come from, you know, who knows you and your reputation with them. So if they know that you're in school and you're a go getter and you're kind of and you're bettering yourself and you're networking out with them, then they're going to be more likely to recommend you for a job after you apply. Or they just may recommend you for a job and someone might reach out to you from a recruiter or HR, uh, human resources or somebody else on that, on that aspect. So as we go into year one and we go into year two, right? So again, with certifications, you have to have continuing education uh, credits, right? Why? Because they want you to maintain your currency in that skill. So that's going to cost some money. Some of it may be free. Uh, If you go to conventions, some of that, sometimes that counts, sometimes it doesn't but you want to make sure that you're continuing your education. So you're always getting better. You're always getting smarter. Never settle for, oh, I made it. I achieved that certification. I achieved that skill. I achieved that degree. Well, there's always more to learn. And the moment you stop being able to learn is when you've really reached your potential and you've told people I'm I'm good. I don't want to do anything else. Right. And then you also in your opportunities, you want to get you want to get hired in the career field because you've done the networking. You've done the uh, resume refinement. So you can land that job and get in your foot into the career you're looking for. Right. So then again, uh, you want to update your professional certifications. Take a look at because now that you've got the job, you want to look at, OK, one, how can I learn my organization. And as soon as this thing goes away, you'll see it. Uh, And I have an asterisk there or an exclamation point there, because it's important to know how your organization runs, how they operate and how they conduct business. If you don't understand your organization, then you're probably not going to do so well at your job. So I highly encourage you, as soon as you land that job, Learn your organization, learn the ins, the outs, the politics, the culture, whatever it is about that place that makes it tick. You need to understand it because that's going to make you a better employee. Uh, Learn that organization and then find out what they require of people. So uh, you may get that entry level job, but then you tell yourself, you know what? By year five. I want to make it, you know, to to a supervisor level. Well, what certifications do you need to do along the way to get there? What do you have to do to better yourself to get there? And then with this learning your organization, I have find a mentor and coach. And the reason why that's purple is because these these mentors and coaches, um, you know, sometimes uh, the human resources department have a talent management division. And they can assign you a senior person in the organization to mentor you and coach you to develop the talent you have so you don't leave the organization because they've invested money and time in you, right? So they want to keep you as an employee. They don't want to lose you because it's going to cost three times as much to hire a new employee than it is to keep you on. So find a mentor. Find someone who's going to tell you the real information and the real truth about yourself what you need to do to get better and that's not your supervisor or your boss's boss that's somebody outside your chain outside your development who looks in and helps you and provides that input that you need uh, so you can become better and you know i've always you know said coaches and mentors are invaluable in the workplace make sure you get one if you don't have one Find someone and ask them. Maybe it's someone you like or you respect or you look up to. You be like, hey, you know, you develop that relationship with them and then you can start asking the harder questions, but you got to have that coach and mentorship to help you grow yourself and grow in that organization that you're a part of, right? So then, um, you know, you look at those job specific, you know, requirements to land you that next thing. And, you know, do you need a master's degree? Do you need a doctorate degree? You know, what are the things that that organization is looking for to make you uh, want to th- make that organization want to promote you and move you up in the ladder and move you up in the food chain in that organization? Right. And then while you're there and you're learning about your organization, work hard, be a team player, help people out. You know, if you see someone struggling on something and you've caught up on your tasks, you know, you can say, hey, man, you need help with that. But don't just be that careerist, right? You got to have a career plan, but you got to be a professional. You can't just be a careerist. I'm going to only do those things that are going to get me ahead. That will show. So work hard to be a team player, but you got to have a plan of where you want to end up because those are your goals and those are important. And share your goals with your mentor, with your coach. Right. So as you're you're developing that uh, relationship with your mentor and your coach and you're looking at the skills that you need to enhance and better yourself and continuing your education and you're working hard, your organization, then you're going to come to a point where you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to talk to the human resources department, the talent management division, and I'm going to ask them, what what do I need to do? What jobs are available? Um, because you've kind of understood your job. You're in the third year of it, and you're looking to move up and get more responsibility. What are the roles that you need to do? I would ask them, are there jobs that you need to have in that organization to achieve your goals? Because they might have a career timeline already for you. They might already have a career plan for you where you say, if you want to be a vice president, or if you want to be an executive, then you must have... You know, these roles and these responsibilities along the way. So ask them because they're going to know, right? And then you need to say you're going to come to a point where you're either going to move up, right? So that's the green one. You're going to get promoted, or maybe they're going to move you laterally in the company to give you that additional role that you need to develop you so you can move up in the organization. Or, sometimes maybe you need to change your organization because there's nowhere for you to go because you've reached all you can reach and that's okay. You know, I've, I've had people that uh, I've worked with and uh, they've, they've had to move out of the organization because there was nowhere for them to advance to. And it was more beneficial for them to leave the organization and get hired on somewhere else. And I celebrate in that because that means one, I've developed those folks so that they can be successful somewhere else and achieve success and move up and move on and do bigger and better things. So, um, you know, those are the three things that you're going to come to a head on, uh, but you got to have that planned in. And then the other thing is, is if you do get you know promoted and you move laterally, you can't just be like, ah, I achieve status. No, you still have to work hard. You still have to be a team player and you still have to move on, Right so that way you can achieve the next thing. But you always have to come back to a point, and that's where we talk about year six in the purple, is a reassessment, right? Are you achieving the goals that you wanna achieve, and are you doing the things that are going to make you successful? Now, there's a professional way and a careerist way to do this that we talked about. Yes, you have to understand the system and the politics and the culture, and that's why I said learn your organization, but you also have to reassess, is this what I still want to do? Did factors in my life change? Have I changed as a person? Do I want to do something else? Um, you, you know, you still have to understand who you are as a person constantly. So you're constantly going back through this cycle uh, that we talked about before with your career mapping, right? So you have to understand who you are, understand where you are. And know where you want to go, know what you want to do, decide on that, and then come up with another plan. And that's why it's a cir- you know—a circular cycle because you're constantly reassessing and reevaluating. I have I have noticed in my personal life that people become stagnant and they get frustrated because they don't understand who they are and they don't know where they want to go. And they don't even have a plan on how to even achieve that. So even if you were to take this um, example career map, and I hope you do, uh, you can take it, you can do whatever you want with it, you can modify it, you can do whatever you need to. But on here, it shows how everything is connected to each other. And that's what all those little lines are for. Um, But you you need to come up with some type of plan that says, I'm going to start here. I'm going to commit to this. And by, you know, five years out, this is where I want to be. And it's okay if you don't reach your goal by the time you need to reach that goal. Because some things you cannot achieve in one year or two years or three years or even five years. Sometimes it'll take you 15 or 20 years to reach that goal. And that's just based on the skill sets and the knowledge and the experience required that goes along with the job. I think a lot of people get frustrated because they want to achieve something so quick. But if you achieve it too early and you don't have the skills and the experience to go along with it, that gets you into trouble because now you're in a position where you can't handle the responsibility and it's not necessarily your fault. You've just achieved it too quick and you just don't have the maturity or the experience to continue to perform at that level. And it's going to show. So have a plan and work your way forward. So I hope that this um, this model was effective and it was helpful and useful for you. I know this is a, a much longer, obvious minute that we usually do. It's probably more like a um, obvious 25 minutes or an obvious 10 minutes, or I don't even know what it's coming out to. But either way, I hope that, you know, you're able to use this. Um, I would like to ask, though, before I end, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast on Podbean or the Apple um, Apple Store for podcast, or even gone to our YouTube page or our Facebook page, please go there, subscribe, hit the little bell icon so that you can be uh, alerted of when the next episodes are. And comment. Let me know how this was for you. Was it effective? Was it not effective? Was it distracting? Was it too much? Did the lines freak you out on the second page on the chart and you're like, I don't understand this? Um, let me know. Let me know what your plan is. Uh, I, I would love to know because this is just a way. It's not the only way. This was just a way that's effective for me. And I've used this type of um, planning in my own career. And it's worked out so far <laughs> so good. So it, it works. If it works, it works, right? So if you could take it and you can make it work, that'd be great too. So I want to thank you so much for checking out this episode and checking out this Obvious Minute. Check out our other ones as well too. Please leave a comment, let me know what you think. I'm Tim Staten, Staten the Obvious.